Welcome. Okay, we're rebranding again. Uh, the show is now called Mouth Slime. <laughs> <laughs> no! Um, Actually, gonna... that's not bad. That's better than... What, what was the fucking old one? <laughs> Overwitch? <laughs> Overwitch? Yeah, it is better than Overwitch, it's the thing. Hi, and welcome to Mouth Slime. I'm your best friend, Ray. I'm your best um, friend, Mouth. I'm your best friend... <laughs> <laughs> I fucking dare you to How spell is that it. <laughs> Nobody. That teacher's always mispronounced it too. Is there an what accent a- on there? Uh. <laughs> Welcome to Gaming New Horizons. It's a podcast where your three best friends talk about video games, and then, uh, and then one video game. And I'm your best friend, Joe. I'm your best friend, Terrence, and I don't think you ever have to say and. I think you can just say best friend. Never say and. <laughs> Never say and. I'm Welcome to Gaming New Horizons. <laughs> it's a gaming podcast where your three best friends talk about video games. Then one video game? And then one video game after that. <laughs> My oh, my name is Joe, and I'm your shit. <laughs> <laughs> my name We're is so Joe, close. comma your best friend. <laughs> Terrence, would you like to introduce yourself? You you speaking to T? Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> this is a radio Terrence, show now. Terrence, you, you speaking you're speak, to you're, T? And... You're speaking to Terrence. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> And I'm Ray Hiroso, your third best friend, and the only one that can somehow keep it together at this moment. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, you're, since you're so proud of yourself and so composed, why don't you I never get us said started I was proud. on our, on our <laughs> news segment, Ray? Wee, wee, wee. I have emotional game news. Uh, I don't know how you want me to do this. We're going to just, yeah, some emotional whiplash here. We're going to just go right from that the goofiest intro that we've had in, in a grip to uh, this kind of heavy news. Hi, we... everybody. Sorry, go on, right? I was, I was <laughs> getting into my voice my while name you is were Terrence. talking, and I'm sorry. Go ahead. I forgot I was recording. I was ready to read lines. Lines that we do not have written. It's um, called Improv Baby. I wrote lines. It is kind of weird that we're improving a news segment. Um, we are no longer part of Lunar Light Studio. That Wait, is nobody else got news. lines. What? I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm is this news everybody. to you as well, Terrence? Did you know yes. we're we're no longer part of uh, Lunar Light Studio? Yeah. 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 No, I didn't. I think. Oh well. I think you guys oh, hinted at well, it for a really long time, but I think you guys were like trying to keep me safe. Yeah. Um, I think you were safe because you weren't on the internet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's so such a blessed life you live. It really is. Everybody envies you on the network. Um, and that is the other part of it. Um, almost all of the shows that remained on the network are still working together to build something new and better. Um, and so just watch this space, I guess, for a new title for us and a, and a whole new brand. A mm-hmm. Gaming New Horizons rebranded at the beginning of this year, and it went really well. And so now we're doing that network wide. So <laughs> continue I, to... 
to shovel your support into um, whatever new thing comes out. I, I will add that if you don't know what the heck we're talking about, uh, go check out the show notes, uh, and there will be some things attached for you to check out to, to kind of yeah. keep up to date. Because I know not everybody's on online or on Twitter, so uh, don't worry. Everything's okay. Everything is fine. <laughs> we're um, still gaming New Horizons. It's okay. Yeah, so that we'll, we'll include the uh, Twitter statement that we released on August 3rd of 2020, and feel free to read that, and it'll be included in the show notes as well. And also, you guys, thank you so much for sticking along with our BS. <laughs> like, we, our mm-hmm. episodes have been a little haphazardly, but so has life at this moment. Please continue to show us your support and uh, stick with us, because we will make sure you don't regret it. Absolutely. And speaking of not regretting anything, we're going to move on to the rest of the gaming news, and I never would regret that. Terrence, didn't you say this? Until you asked me what news I want to cover. And uh-huh. Terrence, <laughs> didn't you say there was a new Call of Duty game coming out? Didn't we, <laughs> yeah. Wait, didn't we just talk about a new Call of Duty game, game coming out like two months ago? Just yeah. talk about a new game we coming did. out two months ago. But it's a new one coming out, because guess what? Call of Duty... Is Pumps ridiculous. They Churn are ridiculous. and burn, baby. Churn and burn. This is like their 18th child. Mm-hmm. They have them back to back. They don't even know the names of like the 15th and 16th one anymore. Well, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter quick, in the grand scheme. Quick, let's go in a let's go in a circle and we'll we'll name Call of Duty games until one of us can't. Okay. okay. Um, Call of Duty boiled rice. No. Okay, well, Terrence loses. Wait. You told me you didn't know if I was right or wrong. How do you know that Call of Duty boiled rice doesn't exist? You know what? Damn You're it. Right. <laughs> I'll go ahead and just Google that up right now. We'll see what happens. Call of Duty boiled rice. Hmm. You're gonna Codfish up- and lemon butter sauce with rice and peas? That Boom. sounds really what good. What I tell you. Saltfish, salted cod. I don't see anything about Call of Duty anywhere. Oh, you don't see the gif of Terrence doing a thumbs up and says Terrence approved. Isn't cod an acronym for? Okay, Call of Duty? actually, yeah, that's that's what's <laughs> funny to me. Yeah. I think so. I'm getting a bunch of cod recipes. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Woo! <laughs> um, what's the new game called? It's called Call of Duty uh, Cold, Cold War, which is kind of... That's weird, right? That there's a video game based on the Cold War? Yeah. Yeah, because there shouldn't be actual fighting going exactly, on. Exactly, yeah. which is... Maybe it's just like hockey or something. Maybe it's like you take over... Th- a government system and try to out uh out make the resources of another country oh yeah yeah it's like it's an economic resource management game yeah it's a political simulator i want this game though i actually want this game (laughs) okay you heard it here first Ray wants a Call of Duty video game now. No, no, I nope, never. You said I it. You did, said in it. fact. You I may have said. said it. I'm a gamer. Mm-hmm. Ray, what's the last video game you played? Um, World of Final Fantasy Maxima on the Nintendo Switch. That's not true. No, that's a lie. Sh- sh- shoot, you're right. 
Uh, the last video game I played was Hyper Light Drifter. Pew, pew, pew. It's the word <laughs> of the day. Hyper Light Drifter. <laughs> One word. <laughs> it's <a long> <laughs> word. <laughs> hyper hyphen light hyphen drifter hyphen. Um, What's so special about that word, Joe? Well, yeah. It's the game. It's the game. If you check, now is the time, folks. It's been hidden until now, but now that we are at the time code that I will insert here, and I'm not actually going to do that way too much work, but if you check oh your your podcast listening device, you will see that the title of the episode is Hyper Light Drifter, because that's the game we are going to discuss this week. Um, Hyper Light Drifter is available on the PC on storefronts such as Steam and Epic Game Store. It is also available on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, iOS, and the Xbox. No way. Really? Yeah. On the iOS? Mm-hmm. That's pretty exciting. You like flick your thumb to do... Huh. Yeah. I feel like that'd be really difficult, but I feel like anything on the iOS is kind of difficult yeah. comparatively. Yeah. I feel, like, I feel like it would be doable. Uh, I think so too. But anyway, it's a it's a top-down adventure game, kind of like The Legend of Zelda. It is very inspired by that. Um, and you play a lone swordsman who has some kind of terminal disease and is traveling the world collecting shards of diamonds to open some gates or defeat some foe it's not entirely clear um as there is no dialogue in the game there's no written words there are no voice lines the most you get are images um sometimes a person an npc will present you with a three panel story but it's all images i will Um, say this because i have a thirst for knowledge that was not quenched by the games um but um there are tablets with scribble scrabbles yeah. that can be coded, that are code. The there are hidden tablets that you can find can be translated right that, that are in some other kind of language, and I'm not quite sure what the deal with them is. I do know that there is a new game alt. Um, if you beat the game, you can play it again as a different character, and I'm wondering if on the second playthrough you can read those tablets or you can. There's like what are essentially Sheikah stones all around the world from mm-hmm. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, which if, if you had a special mask, they would have secret messages of them. So I'm wondering if the other character can like interact with those stones or what the deal is. But um, there's a lot of, like at first at least, there's a lot of information that is not clear to you as the player. And I I imagine also to the character. They're moving through this world, but they don't, they can't, speak the language they they don't know exactly what's going on they just know that they are fighting the enemy and and i don't again i don't know what their 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 main goal is they they want to get the diamond (laughs) they want to get the cool shape (laughs) okay so this game gameplay interesting lore interesting art style very fun music very good amazing uh very very chip tuny. Love it. Um a fifth thing I forgot. Oh well. Uh the thing about this game is that it is the Dark Souls of Legend of Zelda games. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I can't believe you, you just unironically made a Dark Souls comparison on this podcast. Yeah, I'm so I'm, ashamed of you. I'm ashamed of me too. I think that's why I was allowed to say it without any recourse. <laughs> um the 
the the gameplay is hard, fighting enemies is hard, and you will die. And you have to figure out enemy patterns to kind of navigate the battlefield. Because uh, mm-hmm. all you really have is a sword and a gun that has uh, limited shots, but charge up when you hit enemies or objects with your sword. So that is the Just major... like Kingdom Hearts. Just like Kingdom Hearts. You're actually Sora from 50 years into the future after yeah. he absorbs Sephiroth into his body. And after Donald and Goofy die of old age. Right. And... Well, Goofy got beheaded, but then he right. continues to live on and then dies of old age. Mm-hmm. So uh... maybe we didn't play the same game, but... <laughs> <laughs> but uh... oh. Um, so that is the major gameplay ele- uh, elements of combat, but as soon as I beat the first boss, it felt very video game to me, because it ver- it, it became extremely clear that my goals were to go to the four different areas that mm-hmm. are surrounding town, beat the main boss, and then unlock a thing and fight the enemy there, and that... I don't know, that just felt very tiring to me when I beat the first boss. Okay. I was Ooh. like, I know how this video game is going to go. What's it going to do to surprise me? And I haven't gotten to that point yet, obviously. But sure. I'm intrigued because uh, i only beaten the first boss. I beat, the f- I beat Frog from Chrono Trigger, and next up I'm fighting Ganondorf on top of Death Mountain. Uh, sorry, audience. There, we made a, a crap ton of references, but if you're a gamer, you might recognize most of them um this game is uh eight bit no maybe there's more bits it's a pixel game the graphics are pixel but the art style is very dark and very gory there's actually a lot of um intensity to the game yeah and i i think it's important to say that like dark meaning like in tone like in that you're like you you see your character like cough up a black ichor and you you cut enemies into blood and stuff like that but color palette wise it's very bright like the main colors of the Mm -hmm. game are like pink and cyan Mm -hmm. and it's very eye-catching and very appealing to me and this game seems to be very um future ish like it's supposed to look like very technologically advanced so it's fantasy can... future like she-ra yeah 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 oh, that's a good way to put it yeah so the game takes place with um uh just your character seeming to go through the same vision like you and the character that you're playing seem to be going through these visuals that which uh w- that are implied to be both of you going through them at the same time so when you wake up you um, are giving these visions of like dark times, including uh, weird, scary-looking giant titans with horrific oh, yeah. faces, and uh, almost in a like um, a weird psych, like um, mental break your character goes through when he sees this uh, shadowy figure that seems to be attacking, and as he grasps for dear life, um, your hand gets uh, covered in this black stuff that you were coughing up, and then you wake up. You wake up and you're near some other person who you have no idea what's going on. And after playing this game, you realize that you are what uh, you run into the the titans from your vision, but they seem to be built into the the um, what is not background. What is it? Uh, the landscape as in defeated. So you can probably assume that crap hit the fan before you existed, which yeah. is really exciting because it's super scary and they're allowed to do some really awesome things with that and as you go through the game 
you realize that um, whatever has happened back then isn't solved. You realize that whatever has happened back then isn't concluded by any means. And that right. for some reason, you are what's important to conclude it. Like, I feel like those, I feel like in its own weird way, without telling you, these are the things that you're able to pick up from playing throughout the game. Yeah. Um, each of the four areas seems to be themed in some kind of uh, awesome way, including um, the peop- the, uh, the other characters that you interact with. So normally you're fighting enemies and whatnot, but sometimes you run into characters that are just alive and kind of just... I think there's one character you find, he's just a drunk, and he's just like sitting. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just like things in in the environment. So it's like enemies or like people who somehow survived this catastrophic event that you can't quite explain um you fight with a with a really cool neon sword kind of looks like a lightsaber i think that's really cool and the gun like they like they said in a very um legend of zelda type of thing but my favorite thing about it is how much work they put into it 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 almost invites you to expect that (laughs) they are they are like you can definitely conclude that something is being explained to you that you kind of have to figure out yourself because they put a lot of work into everything yeah. you do in the interactions and the places you go, mm-hmm. but you still aren't told anything. I love that. I love it so yeah. much. Yeah, and you are able to you're able to pick up everything that you need to pick up at your own pace, and you don't need to know more. Like it's not mm-hmm. like it's not like the the gaps are frustrating. They're interesting. Yeah, but they're not like. like you know, God, I wish I knew more. Like I feel like I'm missing so much. Exactly. It's more exactly. Like, what am I missing? What like where can I look to to find out more about what's going on? And I, when you say like the work that they put into it, and like like that is the attention to detail is staggering. Mm-hmm. Um, to me specifically, I've listened to the soundtrack to this game tons of times. Like I, it's just like a really good background thing. And I don't remember why I started listening to it in the first place, but it's just something that's in my rotation of when I want background music. And to hear it with the game was like this this amazing experience for me, especially because the tracks seamlessly flow into one another when mm. like you go into a new room or you go into a new area. Like I was like very tuned into how the music was changing based on what was going on in the game. And it was it's really cool. It's really cool mm-hmm. how they achieved it. Um, and the other thing is that you mentioned the giants, which there's this really, like, there's this scene where you're you're kind of, like, walking. I, I went up. I went up when I started playing the game because mm-hmm. that was the way that I felt like I was supposed to go. I felt like there was a clue heading that way, but that, you know, it's, it's however you interpret it as a player. You can go any direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and the up zone is, uh, like, a mountain area. And I saw this... Like I was walking across a mountain ridge, and I saw in the background uh, gi- uh, one of the corpses of one of the titans, one of mm-hmm. the, the giant creatures, mm-hmm. and it was like dead, and it was like clutching the side of a mountain. And the, there's like a music sting there, and the camera pans out, and you can stop and kind of take it in if you want to. And I found that every time I get to a cinematic stop like that, I do stop and I look yeah. at it. But when I go back through the area, <clears throat> it's a lot smaller than it seemed the first time because. You know, it's not new to me anymore. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, I also noticed that this corpse in the background, like I continued through the level and then later on I went over to the side of a mountain and there's a hand clutching, like there's this weird shape on the side of the mm-hmm. cliff and then I realize it's the same corpse from earlier. 
and I've, you know, I've gotten closer to it and I'm mm-hmm. at it now, which was another like really like system shock moment. But it, what direction did you head first, Terrence? I actually went up too. And uh, the crazy thing about that is, um, no, wait, I think I went where Ray went because uh, did the frog try to kill you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's frogs trying to kill you, and they yeah, have also the water temple. they they also show remnants of what is it? I don't want to say bad, some kind of rodent people that they killed. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh pretty. This g- <laughs> I was just really not expecting this game to be as scary as it is. Mm-hmm. It's um like I think it's a really fun playing with the pixel work to kind of like i don't i don't even know why they chose that maybe that was a result of resources but regardless i feel like it was but at the same time i feel like the pixel aspect was strategic and it just works so well i was able to completely comprehend how intense what i was looking at some moments were supposed to be without being like oh i should probably turn from this this looks too scary but yeah. like I feel like if I was him, it like if they turned it into like some high definition graphic intense video game, this would be horrifying, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and I think that that is a cool, probably one of my favorite aspects about this thing. Because when you guys told me about it, I'm not gonna lie, I had no idea. This is definitely another one of those games where went right over my head hearing the name of it. I'm like, sounds like a racing game, to be honest. Yeah, it does. But um, yeah, it does. It turned out being so much cooler than I ever imagined it'd be. And, now, uh, yeah, oh, right. Well, good. so I was just going to say that, um, in case you didn't know, uh, Terrence is the graphical snob out of the three of us. In case you haven't picked up on that. Uh, I, I always forget until we reach like a, a pixelated video game and you're mm-hmm. like, yeah. this is amazing. Yeah. This video game is so cool. And I'm like, I play these games all the time. I'm so glad you're enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, but it's always nice to hear you realize that uh, a game doesn't always have to be based off of the graphic resolution mm-hmm. and can be just as fun if it's just little pixels it's, and might even make it better. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but as of late, um, Earth is kind of looking a little more boring. So the further I get away <laughs> from how it looks, it's starting to hit real hard for me. Sure. So. <laughs> Um, and and it's about it's about having an idea and executing it and like yeah i feel like this game does that really well now i will say that i was so overwhelmed by i i only played for a couple of hours i don't i never got to a boss um i found a lot of collectibles and i think that the way they do the upgrade stuff is cool we can get into that later but was just kind of the whole time I was playing, I was just kind of overwhelmed by how cool the art was, how cool the music was, how good it felt to play, like how fun the combat was and like all of it. Like it's difficult, but it's balanced. Like they give you plenty of health pickups to keep you going. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not like a super punishing experience. Right. It's figuring out how to beat the enemies without dying first. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, and I thought it was so intriguing and really cool, but I think there is some weight to what you said, Ray, about it being like being very formulaic of like, Mm -hmm. there are four areas, go to the areas, find the collectibles, Mm -hmm. beat the boss, then beat the big boss. And like, 
there might be something to break out of that mold a little bit. Um, I mean, it's the Legend of Zelda, right? The original Legend of Zelda, like you said. Exactly. I I don't really see a problem with it being that way because it's, like, it is a video game, and, you know, I don't need it to shock me in every way. Um, But I I can see how that would be frustrating, you know? um, Sorry. Let me clarify. I think what what got me was that it's very clear in the beginning that there's four major areas. Sure. At the center of town, there's but four. We nodes. talked about that with semblance too. How like the opening cinematic basically shows you like okay, exactly. there's three big trees, yeah. and each of those trees has smaller areas in it. Like go have fun. True. Um, and I I thought that was kind of cool. And I thought it was kind of cool in this game that you don't know it immediately. You kind of have to put it together. Nobody tells you. Nobody tells you what your map means like they give you a map but nobody tells you how to read it there's mm-hmm. no key there's no I legend i still don't know how to read it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, like that that crap I... is not easy <laughs> uh, but i will say this um uh commenting on it i do understand the necessity of of making it clear where your objectives are because obviously the game would be pretty overwhelming and even more frustratingly so if you decide to go in a direction and you're getting your ass beat, you might come up to the conclusion that maybe you aren't where you need to be to get to that level. You might take an alternative route. There's a lot of things that can be had there. But I would, but these are all, um, you know, speculation. I would love to actually see what would happen if a game, and I don't mean an open world game like, uh, you know, games that are out. If a game really did, was like fairly, fairly compact and also did not give you a clear idea of what the mm. overall objective was you know like the legend of zelda original yeah like kind of like paper mario but paper mario is a little bigger and then they kind of end up showing you all the places you need to go in a way because i felt like after you got to a certain point that's when i started realizing oh okay so i need to it go started... to these things exactly yeah. i feel like if it, if it's one of those smaller games like hyper light drifter what would happen if there was no map, you know, like, what, what would that look like? But it seems a little overwhelming, in my opinion. I just think it would be curious to find a game like that. I'm going to keep saying The Legend of Zelda original, <laughs> which is uh, similar to what you're saying. But he has a gun and no bow or shield. <laughs> right. Um, but he does I'll... have Navi, so. Not in the original. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 in this one, yes. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I do think... That that is another thing. That you have like a little robot sphere, and this is mostly just flavor. But it like this little robot sphere follows you around and like opens doors for you and is you know in charge of your inventory or whatever. It doesn't talk to you, um, but aesthetically, it reminded me a lot uh, because there are other warriors out there as well. Like mm-hmm. there's the person who rescues you, there's somebody in town and they also have their own little robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and it reminded me a lot of Destiny. Like yeah, and I I'm, sure. I'm thinking ah. like in my mind I'm calling these heroes drifters and the one that you are is the the hyperlight drifter. But again, I haven't like looked on any That's fan cute. wikis or anything like that. I don't know what the right thing is, but like mm-hmm. it's I think that this, for me, from my perspective, I think that this game does a perfect job of telling you and get, showing you precisely what you need to know to stay intrigued and to, like, to keep you engaged, but does not do any hand-holding and doesn't tell you where to go. 
And, like, I don't know if one of the other directions might have been prohibitively difficult. Um, and if it had been, I probably would have just tried to overcome it and at worst been kind of frustrated how by how easy some of the other legs were. I don't know if there's, like, a... a intended order that you tackle yeah. the, the the legs of the map but i think it's cool that it makes you make the decision of which way you're going to go first yeah mm-hmm. so let me tell you a little story um of how i uh made my decisions uh, uh exploring the map and the world uh i went to the node in the middle of town and then uh-huh. i saw a dog and then I started chasing the dog, and suddenly I was in the east area, and I was in a, a, a watery area. And that's how I made my first decision. I'm yep. like, there's a dog that took me here. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but the warrior who saved you is in that area. The mm. warrior who saved me was in the north area. I was curious well. to know if that's yeah. what happened with that. Yep. Okay, because the reason I cool. went north is that there was a... Uh, there was like when you wake you wake up in that warrior's house presumably because uh, mm-hmm. they have nursed you back to health and he, there's like a little indicator on their kitchen table and it showed an indicator to me that looked like it meant go north or yeah, they were going that. north or some ah. something indicating northward so I was like maybe that's so where I'm supposed to go first I don't know it's literally the only lead I have so Whatever. I was gonna do that um, for and a couple the dog. of reasons. I had the dog, but here's the thing: in the cutscene in the beginning, and I'm under the theory that if by you collecting these crystals, you're gonna destroy the world. Yeah, and the thing is trying to stop you because it crushes you. But in the opening, it has, and now we're just getting to theory craft. Is there's the crystals that light up, and it, the order it goes in is it, it goes clockwise, right? I'm mm. pretty sure, and I'm like. And that reminded me of the node in the middle of town. Yeah. And I'm like, if I do this, some apocalyptic thing's going to happen and the world's going to end. And then the second half of the game is going to happen and everybody's dead and it's going to suck. Yeah. I, I kind of hope that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's not, I feel like it's not as simple as going to each like each leg one time and fighting mm-hmm. one boss. I feel like there's got to be more to it than that. In fact, mm-hmm. I know that there is because when I got to the very tippy top of the north zone, there were a couple of doors up there. Basically, once you're in the area, you can start collecting shards. And mm-hmm. there are, to my knowledge, eight shards in each direction. And I was able to find five of them. But there were also some paths that were like blocked off to me that like Mm -hmm. i needed some new tool to get through like a a locked door that i needed to find some item to get through or a certain kind of wall that i couldn't scale without some gear Uh, because it's also kind of a metroidvania in that way or i guess it's 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 like legend of zelda in that way you know you need to get the raft or whatever the hell Mm -hmm. Um, i didn't run into that on the east path as much, which is interesting. It was only a couple of, you know, places. It wasn't, like, frustrating. But, like, there is definitely going to be some level of backtracking. There's more. Yeah. And, like, I found two doors, and one of them required me to have three shards, and one of them required me to have eight. And I'm like, I can't have eight yet, so I'm going to have to come back here after I'm able to find all eight shards, which I can't do right now. Mm-hmm. So... There's like there's definitely some level of backtracking. There is a teleportation system that allows you to basically go to 
the middle town or to the the ends of the paths in any direction. Um, and maybe more than that. I don't know. But uh, yeah. Who it's, knows? It's, it's all about exploration at the end of the day. And then the combat is cool and fun. <laughs> and then the combat is cool and fun because it's the Dark Souls of Legend of Zelda. <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like with this kind of gameplay, like this type of combat is... I'm looking for a different word besides common. Like... I guess I feel like with a game like this, there isn't too much else you can do. It but is. Do you, you guys do understand that it's a little like th- yeah. there. There isn't many variations in this type of uh, combat yeah. formula. This is also one of the first games that did something like this too. It this is an older ish game, right? Well, Not older, older, but like uh, more recent of the indie variety. So I remember everybody hyping it up because of the gameplay and the combat. If I remember, yeah, if this it's is the right cool game and I'm fun, but I think, well, first of all, but I, do, I have to get everybody. this out there. It's not the Dark Souls; it is the Bloodborne of games mm. because it's got a gun and a sword. And then yeah. next, I gotta say, I think the thing that we've been kind of skirting around since the beginning, since you first brought up that concern, Ray, is that like, what makes Hyperlight Drifter not just another video game? Like, not well, just I think another that's a really important valid question indie mm-hmm. game. I don't know yet. <laughs> I don't have. I don't know that I yeah. have an answer. For me, me it's the music and the art and the the way that the storytelling is done and the imagery. Oh, okay. But like, and like honestly, all of the aesthetic of the game is enough on its own to be important to me. Yeah. Like I, I mm-hmm. think it's I think it's worthwhile and it's something I'd recommend based on those things alone. However. I don't know that that's a universal thing. Like, I don't, I don't know that there's something I can point to about the story or about the gameplay, especially like the actual yeah. experience of moving through the world and finding collectibles and uh-huh. hunting and hunting right. foes that makes it, you know, that makes it so you can't be like, it's the, it's the dark souls of indie games or yeah. whatever. That it's is. not, exactly. it's not the ring battle from paper Mario. It's right. not, yeah, yeah. It's it not the the anti gravity sections in Mario Kart Eight. It's not. <laughs> and, like, I, and I get that. There's no gimmick that we can look at. Yeah. You know, it's super interesting. Yeah. When I was playing this, that that was one of the cl- the the bright ringing thoughts in my head. What like is this game? How is this game standing out? And when when you said how is this game like you said it better than i can repeat it but, not just um, another video game yeah not just another video game that is really difficult because the things you mentioned seem like reasons why this video game is a cool video game mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. don't really point to any like conclusive decision on why i would yeah uh why why i would stumble across this besides the fact that it's a game like you will like this game because i know you like these types of games right you know exactly right there's no there's nothing you can really include in the elevator pitch like exactly you know maybe four years ago there was but we played too many (laughs) i i don't know like this is how many years after binding of isaac which at a surface level is a similar you know yeah, like but exactly. it's the aesthetic and the gameplay and, and, the that, and that's what i guess that's what it comes down Isaac. to right because the artwork mixed with and i feel like that i feel like that's what we need there's to a lot on. to be said for the feel of the fluidity of the combat that 
you can't really get across. But mm-hmm. also, at the end of the day, isn't it's not like mind blowing enough that it would be important, like in in a conversation of me trying to s- sell this game to somebody, you know, and be like, you got to play this game because it feels so good to fight in it. Because also, the fighting is like not constant. There's a lot of there's a lot Walk. of moments of yeah. breath. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah, there are a lot of breaks actually. There, there, there are a decent amount of breaks in combat. The gimmick is that your character is dying. Yes, the gimmick is that your character is dying, and the, and the gimmick. I think I think the thing that that makes it like the thing that you can say that is unique about this game, that is cool about this game, is that there is no dialogue, there is no written yeah. word, there is no voice acting. Like it is all infographic, uh, and I think that is really cool. Mm-hmm. Is it enough to make it like a worthwhile experience on its own in the way that like collecting moons is a unique experience in Super Mario Odyssey? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sounds like we keep dunking on this game and we're not. We're just trying to figure out what's the what's a point to about. But um, that might be that might be the second portion of this conversation. When we bring this up, I think about like, okay, so what are our gripes, right? Like, what are they? And I think I don't really have any solid major, like, wow, this game could really be better in this aspect. Besides Mm -hmm. the fact that it's another one of these games. It's a video game. Yeah, and I guess that's what it comes down to. Like, like if there's a formula for video games, this this one does it, you know? It's (laughs) weird, like, because... That's that's how semblance is, and mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. very formulaic. Like it's one hundred percent like this is a puzzle game. Here are the puzzle stages. Do your puzzles, yeah, bitch. And like, <laughs> I love it for that. Yeah, but Hyperlight Drifter, I guess because of how serious the lore is and how much work is put into it, and that attention to detail, it kind of makes you expect something more. So. Here's something I just realized. There's no real dungeons. At least in the area I went to. It was more like the whole area was the dungeon. Yeah. And like I would take elevators. I don't know what the mountain looks like, but the it's, water. This is similar. Like. There's some underground sections. But yeah. yeah, it's one But whole... it doesn't once I get to the boss, that's the boss. There was no like dungeon inside the boss room. Yeah. So I so that I I'm just adding that to our pile of things. Okay. Now. I don't know if this game would have done better if it did more classic dungeons. I kind of like the openness of just exploring the areas and yeah. treating that as a a dungeon. But it also of... kind of sucks that like you have one enormous dungeon that is north of town and then there's nothing on the other side of it. Right. I think that's also what I'm brushing up against. Like if it was if it was kind of if if the if the uh, if the thing on the other side of it was a big boss dungeon, then that would be I I I can see how you're what you're saying. Like how that Maybe the other areas bit. do and just the water area is like that, but I doubt it, but I don't know. Yeah. I assume the other areas are but, like, maybe the second half of the game is going to kick in and everything's going to be a dungeon, right? But, you know, what's interesting about it, I feel like still, with that being said, looking at it, it probably was a lot of fun to make. And it is a lot of fun to play. Like, I don't... Yeah. That's the problem yeah, with it. it like, it's, it's, like, it's fun. It's really good to look at. Great music. But I, I don't know why 
or how I would, <laughs> why or how I would uh, tell somebody about this game, right? As opposed if, to something if else. You, okay, if you got into an elevator with someone and said, "Okay, I need to pitch Hyper Light Drifter or Dead Cells," which one would sell better? What's Dead Cells? It's a side-scrolling roguelike that has very similar, similar, similar aesthetic. mechanics, and a similar aesthetic. Um. I don't know if I can. I don't know. I, I think that's a. <laughs> that's a known I, like, I think Dead Cells has the same problem that Hyperlight Drifter does. But I. Yeah, but it, I would it is, argue. It's a we, game of its genre, and that's that's about all it is. True. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that, that's a perfect way to put it. It's just a game of its genre. And no offense to anybody who's listening who th- who this is uh, game oh, really no. means something to them. I really love it. It's a good game. Yeah. It's a really good game. That's that's what's so tough about this conversation because it's like it's like it's really good. Everything about it is good it's very good and fun uh the high quality executes everything that it tries to do music is great art style is great gameplay feels really good and like that's worth a lot especially on an indie game uh-huh. I-, I don't know why you should play it yeah exactly <laughs> it like... succeeds at everything it wants to do but maybe it's not going that extra step we're all wanting I, like I think if you're if you're a person who already likes video games and you like games like this especially, then you're gonna love it. Like, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. But I don't know of a reason. I don't. I think the thing is that with this show, we kind of try to talk about games in a more universal way, and we talk about the ways that they affect us personally. We talk about like the the puzzle solving satisfaction of the witness, or we talk about the exploration in Subnautica, and like. And we talk about self exploration and journey. Yeah. But mm-hmm. in Hyperlight Drifter, it's like really cool, and yeah. that's about it. <laughs> I feel like uh, a group of friends would talk about their experience with this game, but it wouldn't be more than, uh, oh, I, was, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I thought it was oh, really cool. <laughs> Which way did you go boss? first? Which way yeah. did you go first? Oh, I I beat that boss without dying. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, can we talk uh, about the the upgrade system a little bit? We have not yet. We can, yes. So there's little dudes that you can find uh, across, um, and uh, uh, item upgrades in town costs a certain number of dudes. Uh, Dude, for you, the audience is a stand-in word that Ray is using to mean collectibles, like collectible just a little, currency. little form of currency. Yeah. yeah, I called them dudes on my own. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can just find them, they're a bit harder to find because there's a bunch of upgrades and I'm sure there'll be more, more cropping up as you play the game, but there's upgrades for your sword, your, uh, movement, uh, your gun and like a throwable also Mm -hmm. that I don't have like a stun bomb and is there another thing? And your health. Uh, and each one of those has either like increases the capacity of your health or like gives you a new move or a new maneuver, a new item to use. And I think that's really cool. And because you have such a low amount to, when you begin, you have to decide and prioritize what's what what one was important to you and two, what is the thing you're lacking in. Right. Yeah. Because and I for also me, don't think... oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it wasn't my health. I died a lot, but what actually got me was projectiles. So right. I got the dash that 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 uh, reflected projectiles, and that right. has helped me a lot. But I'm curious to know if either of you went a different route. 
I took the dash thing that allows you to dash. And at first I thought it was like, you know, like an extra time because I wanted more mobility. Mm -hmm. But what I found is that it actually allows you to dash infinitely. Well, not infinitely. Um, but you, if you, you, you have to nail the timing, but once you get the, t the rhythm down, you can dash and continue to like repeatedly dash over and over and over and over again. There's a little stamina bar that depletes. But the reason I said infinitely is because there's a, like a little training gym in the, in the dash house where you can upgrade your dash. And oh. if you go around the ring, like it refills that stamina bar so you can go infinitely. And like there's an achievement tied to that. You can unlock another dude doing really? that. I like, don't know. Yeah, yeah I, didn't I didn't know that, that either until I was like, I, I want this upgrade. And then, you know, I, I wanted to test it out. And like I saw a little counter starting to like rise. And I'm like, wait a second. Why is it? It was only a, I don't even know what that is, but it's at three now. What does that mean? <laughs> Oh, oh I, and then cool. I spent like two minutes trying to get it to three again. And I was like, okay, I, I think I, I think I thought three was the max. And then I was like, and then I got it to four. I'm like, oh, how high can it go? And yeah, apparently infinite. So huh, that's I thought cool. that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> but, that is cool. But yeah, you get the dudes by like, find, they're, they're just in little, little puzzles that are off to the side, most of which are marked by little secret symbols that you will start to recognize on the ground. You'd be like, oh, there's a secret over here. Um, or sometimes they're in like big fight rooms. If you have to fight a lot of enemies, mm, then one of them yeah. will drop a dude. So you will find them. What uh, what did you what purchase did you make, Terrence? I was just gonna talk about the dash one because it gave me the same idea in in video it, same vibe as uh, Legend of Zelda did. Where I mean, I'm not really worried about it, it, it's my take on any like fighting game. I'm not really worried about how much health I have or how much damage I can deal. But as long as I can avoid most of the attack, yeah. then I can mm -hmm. understand how to win the game. And that's how that's how I just feel about it. But yeah. um. Mm -hmm. Actually, I didn't. It was it was kind of like uh, I, my idea was to go on a hoarding trip because when I'm faced with decisions like that, I really need to know what is what's difficult about uh, the variety of enemies I can face yeah. before mm -hmm. I decide like whether or not health is really that big of a deal. Because if I end up fighting a boss who's gonna one shot me anyway, then what did I get the health for? You know. So like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Much no, that's a good point. Uh. So yeah, those are the upgrades though. They're they're fun uh, little additions that help. And they you. also don't explain them very much. But nope. the werewolf that you buy them from is so creepy. Oh my <sighs> goodness! But um, yeah. but the upgrades help. But I I'm curious to know if Terrence, you're gonna do the the hard mode run where you don't get any upgrades and just play it normally. <laughs> uh, that would that is getting suspiciously close to the question though. Oh, well, then let's ask that question. Um, are the three of us planning on continuing to play Hyperlight Drifter after this conversation about it? No, is my answer. I think I might pick it up again in the future, but not right now. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I really liked it, and I, mm -hmm. I wanted to play it more. Cause like I played it a few days ago for the first time and I, I played it for two or three hours and uh, I really enjoyed it. I wanted to play it more, but I'm like, no, I'm going to wait until we record. And now having talked about it, I'm like, I got a lot of other games on my plate. And that's and, what I'm talking about. I yeah. feel like my reason for playing this game just so happened to be gaming new horizon, which is okay. 
Yeah. I just don't yeah. think I need to play it again. Yeah. You know why I don't want to play it right now? Be- it's because it's set in an op- apocalyptic future, and I don't want to live that <laughs> right now also. Okay. Yeah. So I get that. That's I that's fair. That's um, fair. That's not when, it for me. <laughs> that I think that's it for me, because I, I, I was super stressed while playing this game, and I think I just figured out why. <laughs> I, I really love this game, and I love nearly everything about it and i really couldn't recommend it enough but Mm -hmm. it is not going to be on my rotation for a little while yeah if you have time and you like games like this please if you haven't played it yet give it a shot play it for us (laughs) those who don't and can't want to play it right now play it for those who have no curiosity about the game at all and just sleep happily knowing that you were one of the people who tried it and it was good you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh thank you all so much for listening to gaming new horizons you can find us on twitter at gnh cast yes gnh cast and you can send an email to gnh podcast at gmail.com i never check it but if i received one <laughs> I might check it more often. Uh, (laughs) Um, You can leave us a review on iTunes if you so choose. Um, We would love to see it, but regardless, we're just happy that you're still listening. And we are excited to continue to move on into that new horizon and to have you come along with us. I think that's about all I got for right now. So thank you for listening to Gaming New Horizons. Ah, that that was the ending, wasn't it? Um. Gaming—it's for everyone. <laughs>